0: afternoon my conscious co-creators welcome to another edition of the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity i am very very pleased that you are all here with me today Ooh, i gotta change my background i forgot I, I i was too busy chatting with my guest um <laughs> a welcome all thank you for joining us For those of you who are catching us on on YouTube, yes, we've moved off of Facebook. Um, Please, uh, if you know other loyal listeners who normally tune into the show each week, let them know we're no longer on Facebook. We're doing it on YouTube. Um, So I hope uh, 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 you can bring more people to us. All right. so. Uh, I, I have a wonderful show in store for you with a great uh, guest coming on first, but but I want to get to my my uh, section from my book, Everyday Awakening, um, and it's kind of a long one, so, so bear with me, but I want to try and get through this quickly because uh, I really want to get to my guest. So uh, let, let's get to my little section of my book, Everyday Awakening. This section is entitled, Our Entire Life is determined by the stories we tell ourselves. There is one thing that is so powerful, it can change our life. There is a secret weapon that when utilized properly can make a failure into a success. It is something that with just one little adjustment, one little change, everything in our world changes. That one dynamic, potent, universal thing is the story we tell ourselves about our life, about our relationships, and about our experiences. The story we tell ourselves about our past, our present, and our future. The story we replay inside our heads about who we are, what we are, and how we are. The story that justifies, defends, and protects. The real secret is, it's just a story. And because it's just a story, and we are its author, means that we are capable of telling a new story. Don't like the circumstances you are in? Tell a new story. Don't like the relationships you are in? Tell a new story. Don't like the family you are in? Tell a new story. It does not matter if your new story is true or not. You can make it true. It does not matter if your new story is realistic or not. You will make it a reality. It does not matter if your new story has happened yet or not. Just keep telling it and it will happen. Are we telling ourselves stories of how we are worthy or unworthy? Good or not good enough? lovable? or unlovable let's shift the stories rolling around inside our heads to be more supportive to us and see what shifts and changes in our life what is a story you would like to tell yourself about who you are for the moment we are from the moment we are born we begin to create stories around our experiences we start to label events as good or bad We then reflect on those judgments and make them mean something. I'm a bad person because I don't like what happened to me. Life is good because I got something I wanted. People love me because they give me attention. The world sucks because someone hurt me. All of these thoughts are stories that may not have anything to do with the factual events, but these stories hold greater great power over us as we make significant meaning from them about our lives. I'm worthless. I can't do anything right. I'm a failure. These stories soon become our identity, and we unconsciously find ways to live into these identities. My life is blessed. I always find a way. I can do anything I set my mind to. It doesn't matter if these stories support us or disempower us. They are programs we run over and over in our heads as we encounter new situations. The truth of our programs is apparent in our experience. Stories are true are only true because we believe them and have made meaning from them. The way to use this to our advantage is to remember that it is all made up. We create the meaning, and we can change it if we wish, any A black cat walking in front of us doesn't have to mean something bad will happen to us. We can decide it means that animals love us. Armed with this recognition, our life is no longer dependent on the stories we created a long time ago. We are empowered to pick meanings for things in our life that uplift us and keep us strong. What in your life would you like to make a new meaning for? This is kind of a long one because I just felt it's so important. And this is one I feel with every coaching client, with everybody I work with. There's, there's so much here to learn because we all tell stories. Even if we don't tell stories to other people, we are all constantly telling stories to ourselves. And by telling the stories, we make meaning from our life and from our life experiences. And I guess that this, and and this comes from one of my dear mentors, Armand, when we can recognize what kind of meaning we are making from these stories and how this impacts our life, we can decide to change it. We can make up new meanings, make up new stories. Because here's the thing. The stories are all made up anyway. They're interpretations of experiences that we've had. They're judgments on why things happen to us. They're interpretations of, of, you know, what this means about us as individuals, as as individuals, as families, as as a society. But it's all made up. We're making it all up. And since I really got to understand this, I'm like, well, Jesus, if it's all made up anyway, why not make up a meaning that empowers us, that supports us, that helps us to move towards the goals and the, the places we want to go and, and the things we want to create in life. The challenge is we're so tied to our stories, we're so attached to our stories that, that we think like, oh that this this is the truth, this is real. No, it's not the truth. It may be our experience of what we're living right here right now, but it doesn't have to mean what what we think it means. And in particular, and and I really want everyone listening to truly get this, in particular, the stories we make up about our mother and father or our mother and father figure, our immediate family when we're growing up, those are the stories that impact us the most throughout our life. I want you to really get this. The thing is, those stories we make about our parental figures, we don't know the whole story. We don't know because they haven't told us everything and because we don't know what they've lived through. They had a whole lifetime before we came along. And we don't know what they've been through. We don't know the trauma they've suffered. We don't know the experience. And so we take what they do and we interpret it to make it all about us. When in fact, it's not all about us, it's actually all about them and their experience and their lifetimes and what they experienced with from their parents and so forth and so on. And it goes back forever. And we can choose to tell ourselves a different story. We can choose to take the most challenging trauma in our life and we can reinterpret it to make it something that serves us, not something that disempowers us. We have that power because it's our story. It's our meaning we're making from it. And just because something is true is a lousy reason to give our attention to it and hold it for our entire lifetime. Sometimes when it comes to our interpretations, we we think it's so true and it's, oh, it must be true. And then we hold on to it so tightly. We can just loosen our grip a little bit. And let a new interpretation, allow for a different meaning to come forward, we can totally change our life. And I want you to just think about what's one story about your past, about your parents, about something that happened maybe when you were really young That you've been holding on to the meaning around that story your entire life that hasn't been serving you. And let's make a different meaning from it. How about, if nothing else, the meaning of, well, I experienced that because I'm so strong that I could experience it and still survive. Whereas somebody else maybe wouldn't have. Or maybe I experienced it so that I can tell that story and enlighten people around it so that no one else has to go through that experience. There are so many ways to turn our interpretation on its head about what we've experienced in life. We don't have to stick to the same old stories. And even we interpret it to mean something that is empowering, we can interpret it and change it to mean something else that's even more empowering. As time goes on, we don't have to even stick to the reinterpretation. We can reinterpretate and remake new meanings constantly throughout our lifetime. So I ask you, please look at your stories, especially the ones that come up over and over and over again in your minds. Look at the meaning you're making from it. And look at whether that meaning is empowering or disempowering, supportive or unsupportive. And if it's disempowering, if it's unsupportive, change the story. Take a blank piece of paper and write out your new story. And even if it feels fake, even if it feels untrue, write it again. And tell it to somebody and tell it again and write it out again and keep reinforcing the new supportive, empowering story until it feels real in your body. And then tell me, come back to me, email me and tell me, oh, yeah, something shifted in my life. Something changed. I want to hear from you. I want to know. That by changing your story, what happened to you? This is one of the most powerful things I know of. And this actually, this this chapter of the book, it actually starts the fifth chapter of the book. Um, so we're 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 we've gotten through four sevenths of the book. Um, so we'll see how much further we get to go. Anyway. So the 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 section of the book is entitled our entire life is determined by the stories we tell ourselves. And if if you haven't gotten the book yet, you can find it at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. Please um if you like this, if it speaks to you, if you've gotten something from it, go purchase a copy of it and 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 share it. Share it with people. Please. I I'm and, and 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 you know, this is the link to get it on, on Amazon, but if you like going to local little bookstore, go to your local small bookstore, tell them to order it. We're in the major distributor, so any bookstore can get Everyday Awakening by Sam Lee Woods. That's me. Okay. That's all about me. That's all about my book. I'm so excited to have a wonderful guest returning to the network for today, but I'm going to hold off to introducing her until we come back from our first commercial break. So please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc and now on YouTube Live. And we will be right back after these messages. Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. It is now my pleasure to welcome to the show coach, speaker, four-time number one best-selling author and former talkradio.nyc show host Judy Miller. In her book... Perfect. A Path to Love, Forgiveness, and Transformation. It's a number one best-selling book that's won over 14 literary awards. Wow. Congratulations, Judy. It has inspired people globally to open their hearts and live a life filled with greater freedom and joy. Judy has worked with some of the world's most spiritual visionaries and is trained in ancestral and energy clearing. Her journey has brought her numerous lessons around the nature of the creator, forgiveness, and the trajectory each soul follows throughout the course of many lives. Today, sharing these lessons is an integral part of her mission. As a certified trainer, facilitator, and coach, she shares her reliable, relatable and heartfelt messages with others who want to awaken to their true greatness and experience lasting happiness. Judy started her career as a certified public accountant, CPA, numbers person, (laughs) and went on to excel in the world of corporate finance for some of the largest companies in the world. As a graduate of Harvard Business School Executive Leadership Program, she's been dedicated to personal transformation and helping others excel in a constantly changing environment for over 30 years. Welcome back to the network, Judy. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour.
2: Oh, it's great to be back. Thanks, Sam, for that wonderful introduction.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. I'm so glad to uh, to have you on the show today. Um, So just for our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with you, um, let's just briefly cover a a little bit of your past. So how did you get from being a CPA, working for like giant corporations to doing ancestral cleaning and, and, and being an energy healer?
2: You know, that's a great question, but I just wanted to comment on your introduction that you were talking from your about your book, sure. because I don't know if you planned it, but the theme throughout perfect is all about the stories we sell, tell ourselves. Ah. So it's just interesting. So before I got on the show with you today, my heart was racing, my stomach was feeling a little funky and queasy, and my throat was a little dry. But Sam, I could have labeled those sensations as nervousness or i could have labeled them as excitement Mm. so like you said it's the stories and the labels that we attribute to things that determine our experience so i just think it's just a wonderful coincidence that that was your theme and your introduction today
0: (laughs) well you know it's so funny because people often say did you plan this because i don't i'm literally just taking it section by section going going linearly through the book but somehow whatever section I happen to be reading that day is just so apropos for what we end up talking about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, it's amazing. But it's interesting, you were asking me about my background. So I was actually born in Trinidad and moved to the US when I was very young, grew up in New York Mm -hmm. City. So I am a native New Yorker. Uh, Yes, absolutely. But one of the things that I found growing up is that I always felt like I didn't fit in. I felt like I wasn't enough. I always had to prove myself. And you know, I had these unexplainable fears and phobias of the dark so i felt like i was nothing sam but what mm. i discovered,
0: up judy i think we lost you for a second or is it either i'm frozen or you're frozen uh maybe my engineer dylan can give me a quick message and let me know who's frozen me or judy um hmm well you know this is the the challenge with technology um uh you know we're so dependent on the internet uh and and i i believe well i think we're about to hit mercury retrograde so that might have something to do with it um uh yep she popped out So. Uh, uh, I hope that was her, not me. It looks like I'm still alive. So uh, Judy, I'm sure will come back in a moment. Um, but for those of you who don't know, Judy uh, was the co-host of the journey through to awareness with Dr. George Ann Dow, and they together did a show on the network for a, a couple of years. And, and it was a, also a wonderful show uh, about raising awareness and consciousness Um uh, in their own way. And so, uh, that's why I say it's, it's, she's returning to the network because she, um, had done the show with, with, uh, Georgianne for, for, you know, many, many months. I think, I think they did it for pretty close to two years. Um, and, and Judy is, is a wonderful human being. Um, and she's, I'm in New York. She's now, uh, she's, as she said, she, she's a native New Yorker and, and, and heart, but she's now living down in Florida. So um, I don't know, you know, with the heat, with the weather, you know, sometimes there can be problems. She was just saying how uh, where she is, she gets a lot of electrical storms. So, um, so uh, you know, and and, it, and it's really it's it's one of those things. Like she was sort of reinforcing about how, um, when we get certain sensations. And, and this is often true um, when like two opposites can seem very similar. Like fear and excitement, the sensation in our bodies, they're two sides of the same coin. And so it, we can interpret something as, oh, I'm scared, I'm afraid, I'm nervous, I'm fearful, or we can interpret it as being i'm excited i'm i'm thrilled i'm enthralled i'm i'm i'm, I'm so uh, uh, juiced by what's going on and really the only difference ah she's back or she's almost back we lost you there for a second judy up oh, you got on mute
2: i sincerely apologize we had a lightning strike so everything went down
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just telling the audience. I was like, you know, even though you said you, you just said you were a native New Yorker, you said to me that there's a lot of lightning where you are in Florida. So I was like, oh, maybe, maybe the, the lightning got it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually on my phone now. So appreciate the flexibility and hope the connection is okay on the phone.
0: Yeah, you're fine. Um, So, yeah. uh, So you were just telling us at the point where, you know, that you're originally from Trinidad, you grew up in New York, you consider yourself a native New Yorker, and how you were a little experiencing certain sensations before you came on the show today.
2: Absolutely. So everything just is a story. And as I was mentioning, you know, in my early life, I never felt like I fit in. I felt like I was unworthy. I was different. I was incomplete. And I felt like nothing. But what I realized, Sam, is that in the nothingness, we can literally be anything that we want. And what I mean by that is when we drop those stories, those labels, those judgments, we could truly be anything that we want. We could be our true and authentic self.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Because here's the thing. It's all up to us, isn't it?
2: Absolutely.
0: And so go ahead. So, So again, how did you go from being a CPA to an energy healer?
2: So much of my life, I had these unexplainable fears and phobias of the night. I could literally sense and feel different things. And it terrified me. I always felt like I was going to be attacked. And I didn't know where these fears were coming from. And as I got older, it just got worse and worse. So I actually went to a healer. And what we found and discovered is that through the science of epigenetics, we could actually inherit the trauma, the pain, and the suffering that our parents went through. So I don't know if you've ever heard of these, um, these studies, but they've done studies Mm -hmm. with Holocaust survivors where the, the trauma and the pain that they went through could actually be passed down to their children and their grandchildren. And they've done so much research with animals and mice and and what I learned was how to let go of that trauma and to truly just to live a more joyful life. So since I've gone through that journey, my mission now is just to share it with other people so that they don't have to live in the same pain and despair that I did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I imagine it must have been a little bit of challenge kind of going from the world of numbers, being a, a CPA and, you know, probably working on Excel spreadsheets all day long to now all of a sudden you're you're like bringing this message of ancestral healing to the world.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, much of my young life, nothing made sense because I could sense and feel mm-hmm. these different energies. And it's interesting because on the network, we actually interviewed someone. I believe her name was Courtney Marcassani, And she wrote a best-selling book called The, Highly, the Four Gifts of the Highly Sensitive. And mm-hmm. what she mentioned in her book and her studies is that people who often go through trauma, and again, some of it could be inherited, they often their sense of noticing and feeling different energies around them is actually heightened, and it's nature's yes. way of survival. Because you know, when we're hunting, gathering, and in dangerous situations, our nerves, our senses are on full alert, and we actually pick up and feel things bef- that perhaps that our eyes can't see.
0: Right, right. My, my, my friend uh, Jennifer Huff, wh- whose program I went through, she says that it's kind of like we we have our cells are these receptor sites like our cells in our body send and receive light and they've done studies they started with plants and then they did animals and then they did human beings and they found the recept that that they send and receive sites so it's kind of like this receiving and sending antenna dish right and so um Normally, they're kind of turned like half in half out. But when we experience trauma, they're fully sent out. It's like, what's going on around me? What's in the environment? And we become hypersensitive, because, you know, it's like, what's going on? I got to be safe. And so when we when they get turned out, then we're able to kind of pick up on all these things that normally we don't pick up on.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, they've done studies with animals, but it's interesting, you know, before a tsunami, you know, elephants know to migrate to higher land. They've actually shown where dogs can actually sense for their owners mm-hmm. when there is going to be, you know, an epileptic seizure or some type mm-hmm. of diabetic uh, sugar issue. So, yeah, um, animals and people can pick up on things like that.
0: I, I remember there was a study done. Um, there was a big tsunami that hit. um either Indonesia or Thailand, and they found that before the tsunami hit, all the elephants like ran to the higher ground. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really fascinating.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the reason that I went into the profession of accounting, to get back to your original question, was because so much in other parts of my life made absolutely no sense. Uh And accounting was something where I felt safe I could understand.
0: Yeah. Numbers, they are logical. Um, you know, it's, it's, it it, there's nothing, it's very hard and concrete in a way. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I could see that happening, but, but, but what made you sort of made the shift? I mean, you're now doing this stuff full time, right? You're no longer like a practicing CPA, are you?
2: I'm not a practicing CPA currently. Correct.
0: So what got you to sort of made that shift to jump into this world with both feet?
2: so it's because of the experience that I went through. Um, so as I mentioned, I had this fear of the dark, this fear of being attacked. And a couple of years ago I actually had a hysterectomy and I was bleeding uncontrollably. And my, my doctor said that I needed to have surgery immediately and I actually went to an energy healer. And again, I was from this very analytical world. So going to an energy healer just was a little different for me and I didn't know what to expect. And, um, I had the surgery and after the surgery, I continued to work with this energy healer for nine months. And we were trying to get to the root of what was causing that debilitating fear that I experienced every night. And we looked at my parents, we looked at my childhood. And what we came across was that whole science of epigenetics of how we could actually inherit the trauma from our parents. Mm -hmm. And Sam, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. Every female baby is born with two, to mil, two about 2 million reproductive eggs at birth. Mm-hmm. And some people say they actually don't create more. So for your mother's childhood and her life, as well as your grandmother's, you were actually in there as an unborn egg. So energetically, you experience the same things that they experienced on a cellular level.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the, they've shown that DNA would, would, and our, that's passed down from generation to generation, it holds information. You know, it's, it's, it's like this, this, this complicated program that, that just gets adjusted every time someone experiences something, every time something happens, it makes an imprint on it. And that gets passed on generation to generation to generation. Um let's let's just, I want to end on that note at the moment. Let's just take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about how you work with people now, like because this made such an impact on your life. Interesting that it was, you worked with your energy healer for nine months, which is the gestation period uh, for human beings. And uh, uh, let's come back and we'll talk about sort of how you work with people today and what you found in, in not just your own experience, but how helping others, what shifted for other people. And we'll finish up your little story about what, what you discovered for yourself, okay?
2: Absolutely, sounds great.
0: Wonderful, so everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages.
3: Are you passionate about the conversation around racism?
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Judy Miller, author of the four-time number one best-selling book, Perfect. Um, so Judy, as you worked with your energy healer for nine months and you learned about epigenetics, and you learned sort of about the trauma being able to be passed down from generation to generation. Um, what about that like got you to finally say, like, oh, I'm not crazy. This is actually real.
2: You know, it's interesting because I was exposed to so many different modalities as we were trying to uncover where all this fear came from. And we were talking about some of these studies that have been done. Um, So they've done studies with mice where they introduce the smell of cherry blossoms and then zap the father mice on the feet. And what happened is that their offspring, just the scent of cherry blossoms, would trigger that same fear even though they'd never been zapped and they were actually never exposed to the father mice so it's just mm-hmm. interesting some of the studies that was um you know shared with me and and what i uncovered was that i never knew that my mother was actually attacked as a young child
0: so uh. i never
2: knew that and as part of this journey i actually learned that she was attacked and that fear that i had for so much of my life was actually just a manifestation of those genes being triggered in me So the science of epigenetics is all about, like you said, your parents and your ancestors can experience certain things and it can manifest in in their offsprings when those genes get activated.
0: Right, right, right. And they get passed down generation to generation. And I know in, in some spiritual traditions, they say that um you can say karma or you can just say the trauma gets handed down i think they some some gener- some traditions talk about like nine generations like by the time the ninth generation is which is like your parents 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 parents, parents you know going all the way back nine times that that it takes that long and you got to think about how long is that i mean that's i've no idea but it's got to be like close to a thousand years um You know, how long does it take for nine generations to happen? Um, So you discovered all this stuff for yourself, but what made you say, like, I got to help other people? Like, I got to bring this this ability and this knowledge to other people.
2: Because exactly what you said. So indigenous cultures believe that when you heal, you can actually heal seven generations back or seven Uh generations forward or non-generations based on what you believe. So right. it's not just about healing myself. It's about healing my ancestors as well as healing my children and those that come after me.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and so when you got trained and you started to do this work with other people, what did you discover? What did you learn from, I mean, it's one thing for our own healing, but it's another thing when we work with other people and we see what happens in their particular situation.
2: Right. People's lives can be transformed very quickly. So, you know, it's interesting that as, as a human, a human body, our first priority is a human body. Many people think it's to heal. It's actually not. Our first priority is survival. Right. The second priority is to heal. So when we go through trauma or experience trauma, we get stuck in this cycle if we don't process it of always being in fight or flight. And we wonder why we can't heal. Mm-hmm. So part of it is to, to to get back out of that fight or flight situation because it's often stuck in our subconscious by right. releasing that by releasing that trauma that's being stuck and not processed we can then go ahead to the next priority of the human body which is to heal
0: mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we find also now they, they talk about actually three states. It's fight, flight or freeze, because hmm. very often people just freeze and they disassociate when they're in the middle of the trauma. And so when we can also kind of see because it can, it's any one of those three or some combination thereof. Um, and that affects us. I mean, it affects the biochemistry, right? It affects our body and it can get locked into us. And yeah, we could pass it on then to our children, but we can also heal it and we can also learn to unwind that trauma, right?
2: Absolutely. And it's not just about trauma, because the trauma that we experience manifests how we engage with the world. It manifests in terms of the stories, the labels, the judgments that we, um, you know, put on certain situations, experiences, and other people that we encounter.
0: Right. So so you have a pretty amazing story yourself. Do you have any... Um um stories you can share of maybe clients you've worked with and and what their transformation was like from doing this sort of ancestral healing?
2: So my my story actually has quite a shocking experience. And I often don't share it because I want people to actually get to the end of the book, but I'm gonna share ah. it with you because I like you, Sam. Ah, <laughs>
0: thank you, Judy.
2: <laughs> but as I went through this experience, and again, um, you know. It might sound a little bit unusual or uncommon for some people, but I do believe my story has has hope for a lot of people as well. Yeah. So this healer that I worked with, and you're very perceptive with the nine months, so...
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Great job, Sam. Um, <laughs> but this healer that I worked with for nine months as we went through everything, in we've gone through hypnosis, past life regressions, um, you know, ancestral and energy healing. What we uncovered is that in a past life, this was the actual healer that had caused a lot of trauma in my family. Um, and in that moment wow. of revelation, Sam, I could have felt fear, anger, betrayal, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. I actually saw the love, the perfection, and the beauty in the universe, how Mm -hmm. we all can come back and heal in any moment and how we could actually never get it wrong. But but Sam, in that moment of revelation, I could have created a very different story. I could have created a story that would haunt me and my family and generations afterwards for a very, very long time. But I chose to see the beauty and the perfection in the universe. And -hmm. that's how my life truly has changed.
0: Ah, ah, yeah. It's one of the things I often say to people: everything is actually perfect. We don't just don't see the perfection in the moment,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? It takes some time, some perspective, some distance to kind of see. Oh, like because that happened, this happened, that happened, that happened, and and like how it all works together in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like that when when they're in the middle of going through something very painful, does it? Yeah.
2: So it's the most dangerous aspect of a situation is actually not the situation itself. It's the story that we tell about the situation and continues to really repeat over and over. So, Sam, the subtitle to my book is A Path to Love, Forgiveness, and Transformation. And forgiveness for me means letting go, forgiving and letting go of the stories Mm. that no longer serve us.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. We, We sometimes think we're stuck. And that we can't let him go, but we can, can't we?
2: Absolutely.
0: And, and so that's what happened with you. What about any clients that you've worked with? Did you notice any, come across any sort of remarkable healings with people that you've worked with?
2: Absolutely. I have absolutely seen people release trauma that they've experienced for such a long time and just gain greater freedom and joy. And I know that you have a break coming up soon, but I'd love to talk a little bit about the human body and how trauma actually gets stuck in our body.
0: We're going to push it by a little bit since we had a technical problem. So you got two minutes. Oh, okay. So let's talk about (laughs) it right now.
2: So our human body is infinitely intelligent and it's almost like a roadmap. So Mm -hmm. I believe that life is meant to be experienced as sensations in our body, not as stories created in our minds. So that's why Mm -hmm. I think there was such a a perfect match um, with your introduction. And it's interesting that when trauma gets stuck in our bodies, it actually gets stuck in certain areas that's attributable to what caused it. Mm-hmm. so this is just a gross generalization for for your listeners, but oftentimes when we have a pain in our elbow, it could often be because we feel unsafe in the world mm. or things that might make more sense if we have headaches or migraines it's because we're too mental and not trusting mm. our inner guidance and in our hearts mm. Or if we experience issues with our knees and our legs, it could be because we feel stuck and unable to move forward in life. So mm. oftentimes those traumas and those stories get literally stuck in certain parts of the human body. And it's right. interesting. It's like a roadmap.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know uh, Dr. Gabor Mate um, did a, a huge study on this. And and he even, I, I believe, he studied like 2,000 cancer patients. And he basically, depending on what kind of childhood they had, he could tell them before he knew what type of cancer they had.
2: Like wow, they would, that's amazing. He
0: would. They would come into his office. He would have them talk about their childhood or whatever, and then he could say, "Oh, you must have lung cancer. You have breast cancer. You have uh, uh, prostate cancer. You have rectal cancer." You know, and and it, it was just fascinating. His work is is really powerful that way because there's there's a certain symbology also to certain kinds of experiences that get lodged in the body a certain way. And because we, there is this sort of collective consciousness, this collective unconscious um it, that certain, there are certain patterns that that you can actually determine. So, mm-hmm. um all right, so let, let's go to break now. And when we come back, I'd like to talk with you about why it's important to do this work today in today's world with, with everything going on, Uh, you know, with the pandemic, with wars going on in the world. Like, why is it important to do this stuff today? Okay, Judy?
2: Absolutely. Sounds good.
0: Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live for you every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's New York City time right here on talkradio.nyc. And we will be right back with you in just a moment. Mm And welcome back. So, Judy, there's so many challenges in the world today, from the ecological crisis we're facing to divisions in society, uh, systemic racism, poverty, human trafficking, and there's all kinds of stuff. Why is it important to do this work, this ancestral energy work today?
2: Mm -hmm. So so I have two parts to that answer. The first one is, as I mentioned, you know, trauma gets stuck in our body. So whenever I have a pain or contraction, I say thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't ask why, I ask where, because our body tells us there's an opportunity to heal. And Sam, to your question, it's the same with the world. Everything that's going on, it's the world saying that there's an opportunity to heal. So that's the first part. And the second part that we were talking about a little bit before the show is one of the things that I do is I play classical guitar. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I hit the E string, that my other guitars in the room actually vibrate. That E string will vibrate because it's at the same frequency. And Mm. the reason I think it's so important for so many people to do this work right now is because when we raise our vibration, it affects everyone and anything around us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing I learned from my friend, Jennifer, is that, you know, we we receive and we transmit light constantly, the cells in our body. Light travels so fast, it goes around the world seven times in a second, which means that we are constantly receiving and transmitting information that's reaching other people in the world. And so when we shift How we are being in the world, our cells are emitting a different frequency of light Mm. and that that can affect people. We can't change anybody else, but for those who are open to receive what we're transmitting, it can affect, they can entrain to it, they can resonate with it, and it helps everybody, doesn't it?
2: Mm, it absolutely does and you know when i talk to people sometimes they're not exposed to this work so it sounds a little unusual to them but they've actually shown actually pictures they've actually been able to take pictures with special photography where you know they've done you know pictures of people arguing or people you know kissing or hugging and you could actually see vibrationally their energy field around them and how it's actually affected it's actually quite amazing
0: Yes, yes, and the you can change the colors are different and and how it mm-hmm. affects is completely different. So, um let, let's give some some tips for our audience. Let's give them something that they can take away and use. So, uh, I'm a listener and I have a pain in my leg or a pain in my foot or something. What do I do? What mm-hmm. how do what tools can you can you give or or tip you can share that that can help our audience to understand a little bit more and how they can apply it in their own life
2: right so just very simply um so one of the things is central channel breathing so if you were to imagine that there was a giant light bulb a fluorescent light bulb that ran through the center of your body i would suggest people first start above their head two to two two, about two feet above their head and just breathe down that center line through the center Mm -hmm. of your skull, the center of your throat, through the middle of your heart. And then you get to a point where you actually have to start exhaling. So then you start exhaling down that channel, deep down into Mother Earth, Mm -hmm. and you reverse the process. Come back up, go through that central channel, and then back out the top. And the reason is, is because many people, their energy is stuck. They feel Mm -hmm. stuck or stagnated in life because their energy, number one, is not flowing. So just by doing that central channel breathing, you're getting the energy in your system moving. Mm, so that's beautiful. the first part. The second mm-hmm. part is, you know, oftentimes when people have some type of contraction or or pain in their body, I tell them to gently put their hands on it or breathe into it. I don't know if you can hear the thunderstorms going on in the background. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. They're pretty loud. <laughs> but but embrace that area and gently mm-hmm. breathe into that area. And oftentimes Sam, an image or memory will come to them. And it often feels like they're making it up. Mm. But in that image of memory, what was stressful and what were they saying to themselves? Mm. And oftentimes it's a tr- it's, 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 so for me, when I went through this, I was saying, why are you here? And it made no uh, sense whatsoever. But okay. as I spoke with my mother, I realized that the trauma that was stuck was what she was actually saying at the time. Why are you here? And you don't mm. have to understand it, but you're giving a voice to that Mm. small, younger version of yourself that may have Mm. experienced that trauma. You're also experiencing and acknowledging that sensation in your body because so many times many of us just think about it and never truly feel that sensation Mm. and process it and give that Mm. younger child a voice so that you can let it go. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just acknowledging it and yeah, giving it a voice, allowing the energy to express itself. Right. So we can let it go. Beautiful, beautiful, Judy.
2: I was going to say, Sam, just really quickly to, to avoid having that occur in your life. When Mm -hmm. something happens, don't try to think about it again. Ask where Mm -hmm. and not why feel the sensations Ah. in your body and then let them go. Because we, we experience sensations in our body for 90 seconds. After that 90 seconds, we start to label it. So instead of labeling it, truly just feel um, it, let it wash through you, and let it go.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting. They say the reason why, like, animals don't get PTSD is because when when they experience some kind of trauma, like a lion chasing a gazelle in the plains, you know, if the cell escapes... It, the body shakes, right? The nervous system shakes. So it shakes off the trauma right away. And then it goes about its business. So, you know, it's not acting all scared and fearful that the lion's going to get it again. It just goes around and keeps grazing. And that that's because it just, it doesn't make a story around it. It's just experiencing the sensation.
2: Mm-hmm. And that truly has changed my life. And I think it will, you know, benefit people as well.
0: Beautiful, Judy. Beautiful. Well, we've only got a, a couple of minutes left. Um, is there anything uh, you want to let our audience know? You have any events coming up? Any Anything new that you're working on that you want to mention to our audience?
2: Sure. So as you probably know, we, uh, have been working with Jennifer Kaufman. Um, we have got a new movie coming out called there's got to be more to life. And I believe she's mm-hmm. going to be one of your upcoming guests. Yes. And, and Jennifer was a survivor of the Boston marathon bombing mm-hmm. and her story in the movies about how she was able to overcome that trauma. So there's different mm-hmm. types of trauma. It's a trauma that she experienced. And my trauma is the trauma that I inherited. Um, so it, it was just a beautiful match and I'm really excited about the movie.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, Judy. I'm so glad the two of you connected and that uh, um, you're working together on the movie. I know it's going to be wonderful. So if people want to learn more about you, if they want to get in touch with you, where can they find you online and how do they get in touch with you?
2: Sure. So the best way to go is Judy, J-U-D-I Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R.net. For your listeners, there's a free ebook on my website called "Awaken the Creator Within: Eight Easy Steps to um, Greater Joy in Your Life." And there's also five free bonuses. So if you happen to feel called and feel it in your heart and buy the book, you can go to my website and get five free books, as, uh, five free bonuses as well.
0: Oh, wonderful, Judy! Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so, besides the movie, any other fun stuff coming up in your future?
2: Oh, I just really love working with people and coaching. Um, It's been a true joy for me to see the transformation that I see in individuals.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Judy, I I hope that you'll let me know if you ever make it back up to New York. If you take a break from the Florida heat and (laughs) come up here, I would love to see you in person. You know, I don't think we've never actually met in person, have we?
2: No, I've seen you on Zoom because it was mostly during COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Judy. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on the show today. I know you're pretty busy. It's been a, a long time coming, but it was wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much.
2: It's been great. Thank you so much, Sam.
0: Okay. And thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in as you do every week. Um, I know we've had a bit of a shift lately from that streaming on to Facebook, but hopefully you're all finding me and and subscribing to the podcast. Remember, if you missed any part of today's show, you can find the recording on talkradio.nyc. And we're on all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Pandora, we're everywhere. Just look for the Conscious Consultant Hour. And if you can't find us on a podcast platform you like, let me know. Email me at sam at talkradio.nyc. Radio.nyc, and I'll make sure to get on there. So thank you all for tuning in. Remember, later today at 5 p.m., it's Frank Harrison and his show, Frank, about health. And tomorrow, of course, we've got the incomparable Tommy D. with Philanthropy and Focus, Stephen Fry, always Friday. And Mondays, we kick it all off again, starting off with Sandra Bargeman and her wonderful show, The Edge of Every Day. And then we do it all over again with our Tuesday shows, our Wednesday shows and our Thursday show. So thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you all next week.